Well, good morning, everyone. I'm going to give that a second. (laughs) What a good day, amen. You know, it's true every week that um, God is present, but there are, all, there are moments, you know, when you just feel it in a, different, in a different sense. And I think it has more to do with our hearts than God's availability. Um, but I just, you know, my, my heart's kind of beating fast this morning. A lot of times people ask me if I feel nervous preaching. Usually no, I prepare rigorously. Um, but, I, you know, I can just, God's at work. And it's exciting and it is it does kind of elevate. Um, so if I talk really fast this morning, because the, the Lord has me kind of amped up this morning, um, it's really good to see everyone here, and I'm so glad people are able to join us at home. My name is Jared. I'm the associate pastor here. Um, uh, by way of introduction this morning, it's going to be a, a bit of a unique Sunday as far as what we want to communicate this morning, um, because really God has been uh, stirring and churning some things in our church over this year, um, and, and us wanting to uh, steward and be faithful what God is calling this specific body of believers at Park Springs Bible Church. And, and so all, all that to say, over these past six months, uh, several of us on staff and some of our other leaders have been working on um, putting together a, a, a five-year strategic plan for our church and so we're, we're going to start introducing some of those things we feel God leading us into. So it's going to be a little bit different as far as sermon goes, because I am going to talk about um, what we're um, putting out to you, our church body. And I also wanted to say that um, because um, if, if you know our, our senior pastor, Charlie, Charlie loves this church so much and is so excited about what God is doing here. And uh, God, in his providence and his foreknowledge, uh, knew that Charlie was going to have an injury a couple of weeks ago. So if you've seen Charlie, you know he's been wearing a knee brace because um, ruptured his ACL. And we had this plan. We're going to roll it out to the church. And he's uh, so excited and so passionate and, and so good at leading our staff and leading you, our church body. Um, but he doesn't get to be here the first week we talk about it because he had surgery Friday morning to repair that. Um, and so... If you have his email or number, I would encourage you this week, just send him a note of encouragement to Charlie. Uh, resting is not one of his gifts. And I'm, I bet he's watching, so <laughs> uh, that, would be, that would be my guess this morning. Um, but So that, that is why Charlie's not here. He was so excited to introduce some of these things and present some of them to you. Um, uh, but you get me. Um, and I'm super excited too because this isn't um, this isn't from Jared. It's not from Charlie. Uh, we truly believe it's from the Lord, and it's a reflection of a lot of prayer and a lot of seeking God on behalf of our church. And so uh, that's what we're going to get into this morning: is where we feel led as a church, what direction we are heading in. And I think that's really important. You know, it can be easy um, for Sunday mornings just to be that thing that we do, and we you know we go, we open the scriptures, which is never wasted, but it can lack some purpose if we don't have kind of a shared vision of what we're trying to accomplish or where we feel God leading. Because God is on a mission. You know, God's plan of redemption for the world is being unfolded every day. So we don't want to be passive in our participation. We want to be asking God, like, where do you want us to go? And then run after that wholeheartedly and with abandon, having one great pursuit in our life to uh, glorify the name of Jesus throughout the entire world. And so that's what church is about. 
And so this morning, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what church is about and then and also those specifics of what we're getting into and what we, we feel God calling us to. And so I do want to do some reminders this morning uh, of, of what we're about as a church and what all churches are about, but we'll get into specifically how this local body, the local church, how we feel God leading. Uh, but before we get into that, let's just look at, you know, what God has told his people to be about. So if you would go to the book of Matthew uh, chapter 22, we're going to look at two different spots of what I would just uh, affectionately call the greats. And so Matthew 22 is what we call uh, the great commandment. And so I I just want to look at that because it's straight from the words of Jesus about what we should be about as followers of Jesus, which translates into what a collected group of followers of Jesus should be about. So in Matthew uh, chapter 22, starting in verse 36, Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment in all of the law? Verse 36 says this, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And so you've probably heard that before. So no, as Christians, what we consider the ultimate goal um, of our lives is to love God and to love people. It's existed throughout the history of the church, and we have probably heard those things, but it's a good way of reminder. We want to focus on the great command. If Jesus said this is what's most important, we want it to be most important with us. So the church, that is what should be most important to the church. Love God and love people. Um, But uh, let's also flip over to Matthew 28. Another thing the church has um, called throughout history, we call, you know, that was the great commandment, and then we call this part of Scripture the Great Commission. And so um, right towards the end of Jesus' time on this earth, his followers are gathered. This is after the crucifixion and resurrection. He has been with um, his followers, but it's now time for him to ascend back to heaven, and he is uh, going to send out his church into the world. And this is what it says in uh, Matthew 28, starting in verse 16. It says this, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when he saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of of the age. That is the great thing that God has a plan for the world, for all people to know about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And God, in his providence, has uh, designed that the message will go out through us who know Jesus Christ. And so that is the commission or the mission, however you want to phrase it, that is uh, what the church is supposed to be about, is going into the whole world so that everybody knows the good news of Jesus Christ. And so that's what, you know, churches have landed on for centuries and where we continue to land. What are we supposed to be about? Loving God, loving people, reaching the world. 
And, and you, uh, if you have been at church any amount of time, even in different experiences, a lot of times, uh, you know, specific to uh, each church, you know, just our particular flavor of how we want to articulate those things, you know, we, we craft mission statements, and, and that's really helpful for us as people, so we're just kind of on the same page of what are we talking about, what do we think that means, how are we going to articulate it here. So if you've been here for a while, I hope you know that, you know, we have a church mission statement, we put it on walls, we put it on things, and so how we articulate the Great Command and Great Commission, specific to our church, you know, one of our distinctives, we would say it like this. We would say, we exist to discover life in the power of God's grace. You know, that's what we want to be about here at Park Springs, uh, specific to our context, specific to our time. We want to discover life in the power of God's grace that as, as we pour into the scriptures, as we walk through trials, we realize that uh, God's grace is an infinite resource that is um, the most satisfying thing you could ever experience, that the world's going to offer other things, but we have found the best thing in Jesus Christ, and we want to live life in that regard, discovering life in the power of God's grace. So that is how we have articulated our mission here, taking the scriptures and just putting it in a phrase that's accessible to get our hearts and minds around so that we can all be uh, joined together in that pursuit. We want to discover life in the power of God's grace. So if you didn't know that was our church mission statement, uh, you do now. And so once you've heard, you can't unhear. That's what we're going to be about. And so from time to time, um, if if you've been in, you know, humans, we, we drift. And so sometimes we just need to re-emphasize what is most important. We need to re-articulate where we're going so that, um, because I know um, I am prone to distraction as are most people and our attention spans are just collectively getting shorter. And so part of this idea of, hey, let's put together um, kind of this five-year plan was to just re-emphasize what we view as most important. And so we can re-energize, refocus, because we need that from time to time. We need to renew uh, our commitments. We need to renew our focus on the things of the Lord. So that's what um, um, has kind of birthed this idea of, hey, let's lay out some plans, just being open-handed with God, but wanting to maximize our time and our impact in the world around us so that other people would know to love this God who created them and to love people that are made in his image. And so as we began this process, one of the first things we just realized we needed to do was to clarify our mission. You know, is that still what God is calling this body of believers to in 2021? How, how do we want to articulate that? How do we feel God stirring our hearts? And so um, um, this mission statement specific to Park Springs, it has um, existed before me and Charlie, um, before we were on staff here called to be uh, your pastors. And so um, I, I believe, and I'm, I'm going on a limb, I, I believe Pastor Mark Benedum, who is our senior pastor before Charlie, um, those were the words he came up with and, and articulated how he felt God stirring, that we wanted to focus on the grace of God because we believed it changed lives and um, you experience the power of God when you focus on that versus uh, just the rules that we want to lean into that. And so that's how it was articulated here, discovering life and the power of God's grace. So we just wanted to evaluate, is that still how we feel God leading and calling our particular body? And, uh, and we came around the answer of yes, that is absolutely how we feel God leading our particular body. But we did want to add a, a line to our mission statement. And so going forward, we want to um, uh, both discover life in the power of God's grace, but we also want to add in sharing his life-changing grace with others. 
Because we want to hit those two things, you know, of loving God with our whole heart, but also loving others. And so we don't want, if we have discovered God's life-changing grace and experienced the goodness of what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus, we don't want to hoard that to ourselves. We want to be a conduit of that to others. Because, you know, I think about what um, um, the Apostle Peter said when he was arrested for talking about Jesus. He said, um, when he was commanded, don't talk about Jesus. He says, um, for what I have seen in heard, you know, I'm not going to keep it to myself. And so that's what we want to make a part of our mission to make sure that is uh, the heartbeat of our church is both uh, discovering that life for ourselves as we press into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but as we experience that, we want to share his life-changing grace in others. We don't want to be um, the part of the chain of history of the message of Jesus going forth. We don't want it to stop with us. You know, um, um, God's grace is not a depleting resource. And so um, it, um, we don't have to, to share, like if we're afraid of sharing it with others that we might get less of it, let me just tell you, like it, it can't run out. And so we want to share his life-changing grace with others. And, and we want to discover it for ourselves. So, so let me just tell you this, like if you're here and if you've done the church thing, I don't want you just to hear me talk about how great God's grace is. Like, I want you to experience it. You know, I, I don't want you to just memorize a Bible verse that tells you God's grace is good. I want you to know it deep down in your soul that Jesus Christ, the perfect God of the universe who uh, took on the form of man, who knows everything you've ever done, every thought you've ever had, every word you've ever spoken, and he looked at you and loved you so much that he was willing to die for you. And there is a big difference between hearing a pastor say it versus experiencing it in your own life. And so we don't want you just to hear about God's grace. We want you to discover it as you go through trials, as you go through the ups and downs of life, as you experience the forgiveness. You know, and I love how the gospels, um, you know, the parables Jesus used, that it's like a treasure hidden in a field. And so if you've tasted and seen how good it is to be in a right relationship with your creator, we want you to lean into that and to share that goodness with others. We want to be about discovering life in the power of God's grace and sharing his life-changing grace with others. And that's why we call this heartbeat. Because, you know, like I, like I said when I walked up here, you know, this is the stuff that just gets us fired up as a staff and as a church, that God's goodness is so profound and there are so many people that have not experienced it. We, we should be a little worked up about that reality that there is a world that needs to know about the life-changing forgiveness and grace of Jesus Christ. And so that's why we're talking about these things over the next five weeks. It's like, this is, this is just what gets us going. This is, this is where we have, are going to plant our flag. This is the drum we're going to beat. This is how our hearts are beating to tell the world about Jesus and continue to experience his goodness over time. And so this plan, this strategy, these things we're laying out, it's, it's an invitation to join in in where we feel God leading. This isn't the staff's plan. Um, you know, we, we don't want the, the staff to be the only ones beating the drum. Um, we are the body of Christ and as Corinthians tells us, we need every single part of that body working together, united behind the banner of Jesus for the good of the world and for the glory of God. 
And so this is a, an invitation to join in where we feel God leading the church. Um, we want our hearts to beat as one for the glory of God and for the good of others. And that is, is really what the church is about. And so even if, you know, language-wise, it's so easy. Um, definitely in, in Texas, in the southern half of the United States, when we say church so often, we mean, mean a building. But a lot of the rest of the world doesn't have a building. And when Jesus set his church in motion, the word he used in the New Testament uh, conveyed this mobilized force going out. And so church is not an event you attend, but it's a family you belong to. And that family has a mission in the world. And so we clarified our mission, and what came out of that is, you know, the mission's kind of the what we're going to do, but the how changes all the time. And so, um, you know, these Bible verses, they've been around a really long time, and so the mission has stayed the same. Love God, love people, go out into the world, but that how changes all the time because history has changed, technology has changed, cultures have changed, context has changed. And so we do really need to think about, hey, how are we going to accomplish this? If we want to discover life and the power of God's grace and share it, what are the things we need to focus on? And so what we've come around are really five points of vision of what we're going to pursue as a church. Because there's, there's so many ways we could both experience and share the love of God. There's incredible ministries that do all kinds of specific work all over the world. And so sometimes, though, God is calling us us to say yes to some specific things um, because if you know if we just said yes to everything we would probably just be chasing our tails uh, but we want to say yes to some specific things God has laid on our hearts and so um, um, let me just read for you we have five points of vision that we're going to focus on and that's what these next five weeks are about is kind of unpacking some specifics of what we mean so this is where we're going as a church with our vision Um, And they're all um, action words, which was specific. So here are our five points of vision. Joining together in worship. Second one is reaching out on mission. Third is pursuing diversity. Four is growing in emotional and relational health. And five is participating in spiritual formation. And just so you know, those are not laid out in, um, they're not ordered in a priority. Um, it's just kind of preaching schedule over the next five weeks. And, and so those are not a priority. And maybe some of those statements gave you questions. That's why we're going to spend these five weeks going over those, what specifically we mean about joining together in worship, about, um, um, you know, um, um, reaching out on mission, pursuing diversity, growing in emotional relationship, relational health. And then also participating in spiritual formation. We are going to unpack those things. And so this morning, we're, we're going to kick it off. I'm, I'm going to talk. Now, this was just my intro. I haven't even started preaching yet. Um, joining together in worship is where we're going to spend our time this morning talking about what we think that means for us as a church over these next five years and hopefully over the rest of our lives as we pursue Jesus So I would invite you to turn to Psalm 100, and that's going to frame uh, our discussion this morning as we jump into these things. And so let me just say this um, before we get into the scriptures. Um, As I have uh, read the Bible and pursued God and been within the body of Christ, um, and this is uh, not unique to me, Uh, men and women much smarter have come around this idea, but I you know, I, like I said, it wasn't ordered in priority, but I am glad we're starting with talking about worship, what we're called to as a church. Because I would say this, worship is the principal activity of a follower of Jesus. 
And I'll just say that again. Worship is the principal activity of a follower of Jesus. And so if, if you've known me and kind of known the thing, like I've shared a bit about what God's done in my life. Personally, like I really love missions. I really love evangelism. Um, God just did amazing things in my life in cross-cultural ministry, going to other countries, and it just stirs my heart. And so I love taking mission trips. I love um, uh, talking other people into taking mission trips. I love going to new cultures. I, I love that aspect of the gospel going out. Uh, but let me just say this. I love, there's a book that was very formative for me uh, by Pastor John Piper called Let the Nations Be Glad, and it's his book about missions. And I love that chapter one, it starts like this. It says, missions is the second greatest activity of the church because the first is worship. And he makes a profound statement that stuck, has stuck with me for forever. It says, missions exist because worship does not. Worship is the principal activity of a follower of Jesus because as a created being, we were created to reflect our creator and that is what we call worship. And so I want to get into Psalm 100. If you don't know about the Psalms, it's an incredible resource for our worship to give us words and how to proclaim how good God is. And so uh, read with me, if you will, in Psalm 100, it says this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever in his faithfulness to all generations. And so I know worship is one of those churchy words that we can get a bit annoyed to or might just evoke different images just depending on our upbringing and our experience within church. And so just to give us um, a definition to, to work on for this morning. So when I say worship, this is how I would define it. I would say that worship is a recognition of God's holiness and glory that begins in your heart and works itself out in action. Let me say that one more time. Worship is a recognition of God's holiness and glory that begins in your heart and works itself out in action. And um, I love how Psalm 100 kind of unpacks some of that. So the first thing we see is make a joyful noise. That is an action. Then it says, serve the Lord with gladness. That is an action. But then it also, in verse 3, it says, know that the Lord, he is God. That is a position of the heart. And so worship, um, it, it really it needs to involve both of those aspects of both knowing in our heart uh, God's holiness and glory, but then it works itself out in action. And we can get those things backwards. And so you see um, in the prophet Isaiah, and then even Jesus repeated it, an indictment about the people of God that said, you praise me with your lips, but your hearts were far from me. And so we could take actions that look overtly religious in nature, like singing, like giving, 
But if our, our hearts are not around the idea that we are doing these actions because of God's incredible uh, holiness and because of his incredible power, then it's not actually an act of worship. We're just singing and making noises. We're not actually doing them to the Lord. And so we don't want action without the heart behind it. But in the same way, the apostle James talks about, he says, if you ha- say you have faith, but you have no works, you have dead faith. And so we can't just say, yes, I believe in God in my heart and it not actually cause an action and an overflow of the glory of God. Worship is both an internal heart position, but also works itself out in external actions of glorifying God. And so that's what we would say worship is. It's a recognition of God's holiness and glory. It begins in your heart, but it works itself out in action. And that's one of those interesting ideas within church. If like, hey, um, as one of your pastors and one of the people God's put here, I want to help you worship. I can't affect your heart. So it's, it's really hard, you know, if we're just trying to evaluate, if we're being successful as a church in helping people worship, it's really hard to be like, well, we're everybody's hearts completely engaged to the holiness of God. That's something I can't control. It's something I just have to trust the Holy Spirit on. So what we want to do as a church is, is being um, specific and strategic on how we can promote this to you, our church. This is one of um, the ways we want to do that. We want to um, cultivate an inviting environment for people to encounter the Trinity. And so, back to our definition of worship, God's holiness and glory. We serve an incredible God who is holy, distinct, He is other, he is um, beyond our comprehension, but knowable. We could talk for hours about this idea of holiness. But then also his glory is just seen. You know, we see it in the beauty of nature. We experience it in just uh, the love we can experience on this side of heaven. His glory is just um, astounding. To see a life changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ is a glorious thing to behold in this world. And so we want to come around both of those things. And so I love um, that, you know, we wanted to put that in there, that our triune God, his holiness, his otherness, we want to um, have environments where we can come together and experience that. And so I can't control your heart. I can't um, affect change at that level. But what we can do as a church is try to be specific in the times and places we gather so that people can encounter the living God. And so that's what we want to do. We want to cultivate an inviting environment for people to encounter the Trinity who was and is and forever will be. And so we do create environments. You know, Sunday morning is not the only place and singing is not the only action, but Sunday morning is an important place and singing is an important action. And so we want to do those two things in concert together. It's both theological and practical. It is a wholeness of our life oriented to reflecting the glory of the Creator God who made us. Um, and so let me go back to our statement of a vision. We, we want to be joining together in worship. And so that's not an individual pursuit. 
And so I want to talk about this on two levels, this idea of joining together. So worship um, um, on on some level, you know, if your heart's engaged or not, that's going to be an individual question between you and the Lord. But what the scripture calls us to is is not really as individuals, it's God's creating a people for himself. And so that's why I like that word that, you know, we're joining together in this pursuit, this reflection of God's glory that starts in our hearts and works itself out in action. And so I I, want to present it to you on two different levels. And so I love... um, that it says in verse 1 of Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all of the earth. So it doesn't say make a joyful noise to the Lord, you individual. No, it says all of the earth should make a joyful noise to the Lord. I love Psalm 19, verse 1 says this, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. I love that Revelations 4.8 describes the throne room of heaven. It says there's angels um, in the throne room right now. It says day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The creation worships the creator. And so when we posture our hearts and it works itself out in action of worship, we are not just joining together in this room. We're like literally joining the universe in singing the praise of God. And so when you look out at night and when you get outside the city and you can actually see some stars, Psalm 19 is saying that the heavens are declaring the glory of God. So all of the universe, the billions of stars that we've seen in our own galaxy and all the galaxies um, that come after that, all of those are in worship of the creator. And not only that, not just human beings, but spiritual beings, the angels God has created, they are currently in the throne room of heaven saying, holy Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And so when I come into a Sunday morning and my heart knows the goodness of God and that results in me desiring to sing these praise to him, I am joining with the universe in declaring the excellencies of the Lord. And so it's not just ending with me. Like, honestly, like I'm lining up my life with the rest of the universe in declaring how good God is. I am joining with the angels. I am joining with nature. And, and I am saying that I have uh, seen and known and understood in this finite way that there is this God that is incredibly worthy of being worshiped. And I want to join in that with my whole life. It's nature, it's the heavens, it's the angels, and then it's also the body of Christ. You know, Revelation, you know, we think about it as kind of the crazy book with the apocalypse and all those things, but there's some really incredible passages on on, on worship, you know, and about the throne room of heaven and the glory of God. So Revelation 4.8 talks about that, and one we reference a lot here is Revelation 7, that uh, the desire of God, and when all of this comes together and is uh, the consummation of God's plan, that it says every tribe, nation, tongue, people will be united in worship of God. And so my worship is not an individual pursuit. I want to join with you guys. God's put me in Arlington, Texas. God has put me at Park Springs Bible Church this year, this place, for a reason. That God has a plan for his local church. That God has positioned us with different gifts and talents and abilities and experiences and life story for a reason, for his glory, for the good of others. And so when I worship God, I don't want it to just be me. I want to do it with you my church family. 
I want to join with you in, in continuing to learn what it means to follow Jesus and experience his goodness, experience his grace in this world. And when I experience those things and it causes my heart to beat faster for the goodness of God, I want to celebrate with you, my church family. I want to join with you in singing how good God is. I want to join you in in being generous with my resources because of how good God is. I want to join you in going into our communities and telling others how good God is. I want to join together as the body of Christ in worship. And that's what we want to pursue. That's where we want to plant our flag as a church that we're not going to move away from some of these things. You know, none of the things we talk about are new things. We're, God's been doing the same thing and, and steering his people in the same way for centuries. You know, we're, we're not that creative. We're just, we're just looking into God's word and saying, hey, God, what can we do with our, our limited resources? And so we're not, we're not saying anything new, but what we do want to do is, you know, we do want to plant a flag that we're going to be a people who worship. And it's not just about me, but it's about us. It's about the body of Christ all together joining to proclaim the goodness of the Creator. And so that's where we are going, um, hearts and actions. We want to continue to create environments that are going to stir our affections for Jesus and make us want to glorify him all the more. So that's, what does that look like? That's, that's Sunday mornings. It is a, a time we set aside to be together and to proclaim God's goodness. We sing songs, we, we read the Holy Scriptures, we pray together, we ask about each other's lives, we join together on Sunday mornings. That's going to look like, um, you know, sometimes we want to go outside. We are planning some outdoor worship services because there is something unique and special that happens when you're uh, singing about the Holy Spirit, about the triune God, and you feel the wind blow. You know, so we want to create an environment that helps us encounter God. That's going to look like, you know, maybe um, some specific nights where um, the agenda is worship. You know, so we're going, to, um, uh, we're going to sing songs and we're going to pray. It's going to be less about learning something new and just uh, uh, being in the presence of God and experiencing that together. So we're going to have nights of worship. That's going to look like, you know, we want to, as a church, you know, we're laying out these plans and goals. We want to um, maybe facilitate um, a time that's a prayer retreat. So instead of um, an hour and a half on a Sunday morning, you know, maybe it's 24 hours where my focus is encountering God. You know, these are plans we are laying down open-handedly with God. You know, that's going to be our our gifted musicians using the talents and abilities they have to um, um, uh, create and write and craft new songs that are, are an overflow of the work God has done here. These are the plans we are laying and the plans we want to walk into and we want to build into our life these rhythms of joining together to worship God because we see it all over the scriptures and we know that it's going to glorify him and it's going to unite myself with um, the created order in praising him. So like I said, this is an invitation. We are a church family We are a body together, and we want to position ourselves in the same direction, united behind Jesus, running together and saying yes to anything he calls us to. And so if if your experience in church is is more as a, um, 
I'll just say as, as a viewer, you know, you come and, and you see what happens and you hear some things and, and then you go home. Uh, let me just offer this opportunity. There's, there's more. Now, that's a, that's a, it's, a, it's a small sliver of what it means to follow Jesus and to be in community. I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. But honestly, you know, I, I just want to know you better. <laughs> You know, I, I, I want to, to see you have believers around you that, that know what's going on in your life, and I want to see you use your unique gifts that only you have that God has worked into your life. I want to see you use those for the good of others. And so this, this, this whole idea of a plan, of offering this to you, our church body, it, it, it's an invitation uh, to join us in, in where we feel God leading our specific church in this specific time for his glory and for the good of the community around us. So I would just invite you to pray about what that means for you. You know, God is calling us as a people, but it takes each of us together saying yes to that to maximize what God is doing here. And so how is God calling you to engage in your church this year? And whatever he brings to mind, whatever God's doing in your life, you know, I'd love to hear about it. Charlie would love to hear about it. We would love to just be a part of that with you because that's what family does, you know. We talk about what's going on in our lives and, 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 and how God's doing different things. And also we, we support each other and encourage each other and, um, and, and maybe uh, smack each other around a little bit when we're being foolish. We, we need that aspect of church in our lives. And so this is just an invitation to jump into what God is doing here at Park Springs. So I'm going to pray for us. We're going to sing some more incredible songs and glorify our Creator and I just want to let that rest on you. What is God um, calling you to this year? You know, all throughout the New Testament, when Jesus sends people out, it's never alone. We're supposed to run together towards Jesus for his glory and our good. Would you pray with me?